Hello, and welcome to the C-SPAN in the Classroom podcast. I'm Zach, and I'm joined by my colleagues, Craig and Pam. Every year, the third Monday in February is recognized as President's Day. The holiday initially began in 1879 when, under the administration of President Rutherford B. Hayes, Congress established February 22nd as a federal holiday to recognize the birth of George Washington. However, this celebration would change about 90 years later. In 1968, Congress passed the Uniform Monday Holiday Act, which was designed to provide annual observances of specific public holidays on Mondays and offer federal employees more three-day weekends. This law, which took effect on January 1, 1971, permanently moved Memorial Day and Labor Day to Mondays, among other changes. Under this law, the celebration of Washington's birthday was also moved, becoming officially recognized on the third Monday in February, regardless of numerical date. But what would this shifted holiday be called? Various sources attribute a name change from Washington's birthday to President Day to President Richard Nixon, saying that he signed a presidential proclamation in 1971 to do just that. Only, no such proclamation exists. Simply put, with the celebration falling between the birthdays of George Washington on the 22nd and Abraham Lincoln on February 12th, the name just sort of evolved into President's Day with or without the apostrophe, celebrating one, two, or all of our presidents. In this episode, we'll discuss the many C-SPAN classroom resources that can be used to teach about and celebrate President's Day, including our virtual American Presidents exhibit, our collection of presidential biographies, and several lessons that span topics such as George Washington's farewell address and presidential roles and responsibilities. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for joining us as we recognize President's Day this month. In each podcast episode, we feature resources that are created from C-SPAN's programs, but we also aggregate content from our special collections and exhibits. Last year, we launched a digital version of our American Presidents exhibit, and this collection features infographics and facts about each of the presidents, along with watch and learn segments for students to view video clips to learn more about the background and accomplishments of each individual, or for those presidents from the 20th and 21st centuries to even see them in action. I remember discussing how our team could build upon this resource, and we decided to aggregate our ready-to-go content for each president and make it available for teachers to access on our featured resources site entitled The Presidents. It's a great place to begin to explore our collection of free resources that are linked with each president. And as we continue this conversation about the presidents, let's listen as Stanford University history professor emeritus David Kennedy provides an overview of the presidency leading into the last election in this clip. So let me begin with some numbers. Uh, There have been 45 presidencies, but only 44 persons who have served as president, thanks to the peculiar way that we count the two non-consecutive administrations of Grover Cleveland back in the 19th century. 
All 44 of those uh, presidents have been males. Uh, all but two of them have been white Protestant males. Uh, 17 of them, 17 of the 44, have been elected to second terms, which is some kind of a rudimentary indicator of the character of our political system and its volatility, that scarcely more than a third of our chief executives of beginning in the 18th century have been elected to a second term for one reason or another. Uh, eight have died in office, uh, four have been assassinated, five have been elected without popular majorities, uh, three have been impeached, two of those in the lifetime of many people uh, with us here today. Our virtual president's exhibit begins with George Washington and it covers each president all the way through to the Biden administration. You and your students can explore a variety of lessons, bell ringers and biographical video clips, along with printable infographics for each of the presidents. These infographics include information such as their party, their term, who served as their vice president during their administration, as well as other fun facts about their family, life, and service. And you can use these with your students not only for President's Day, but really any time throughout the year when you're looking at specific moments in history or when learning about the executive branch. This is a great opportunity to incorporate choice into classroom activities. So students can select one or more of the presidents to learn about and share what they discover, or teachers can jigsaw a lesson in which pairs or groups of students research a different executive and present what they've learned in a creative way. They might want to use a baseball card template to create a set of cards with facts about an individual along with an image, or students can do the same but with a mock social media post. They can also present their information for the class as the individual they chose to research, and there are just so many directions teachers can take using this resource. Yeah, over these last two years of the pandemic, we've certainly heard from teachers that flexibility options and choice are all significant in the learning process. So our present site and associated resources are certainly worth exploring. To our listeners, each week we are incredibly amazed at just how much we learn as we research and prepare for all of our episodes. Each one has led to so many engaging conversations with our colleagues, our friends, and our family members. And with that in mind, we hear from teachers every year about how they teach their students about George Washington's farewell address. And it makes me wonder how many people know that the farewell address wasn't actually a speech, but a letter to a newspaper. And how many people know about the annual tradition of reading George Washington's 1796 farewell address in Congress? And how many know what is actually in this document and why it is significant today? So let's take a listen to John Avalon author of Washington's Farewell, The Founding Father's Warning to Future Generations, as he discusses the relevance of this document. It is uh, America's original civic scripture. It was the most widely reprinted document uh, in American history, including the Declaration of Independence for around the first hundred years of the Republic. And it was the sum total of wisdom that George Washington had accumulated in a life of war and peace as president that he put down uh, working first with James Madison and then primarily with Alexander Hamilton as a, uh, a warning to his friends and fellow citizens, which is how he addressed it, about the forces that he feared could derail the democratic experiment going forward. And it is one of the most prescient and relevant documents you can imagine. So even though it fell out of favor for a time, I think when it's read today, you see it is a stark warning about, among other things, the dangers of what we would call hyperpartisanship, excessive debt, foreign wars, foreign interference in our elections, uh, and then also suggests uh, some of the pillars of liberty, things we can draw upon to avoid those uh, traps. 
uh, a remembrance of, of the primacy of national unity, the importance of morality and virtue, uh, the importance of fiscal discipline and the importance of political moderation and a foreign policy of independence. So credit where credit is due, Zach, he joined our team this past September, has really hit the ground running during that time. And he's developed numerous and varied lessons and other content for our classroom site. But right around Thanksgiving of this past year, Zach developed a lesson around Washington's farewell address. And some of the aspects discussed by John Avalon in that previous clip, such as those prescient warnings that are just as applicable today as they were over 200 years ago, are covered in the lesson. So issues like partisanship, unity, foreign policy, among others. So throughout the lesson, students will explore the goals of what Washington wished to convey in the address, as well as its impact at the time of the publication in the American Daily Advertiser in Philadelphia. There are accompanying articles, several video clips of historians discussing the aspects of the address, as well as activities and ideas for how to jigsaw the content with your students. So for anyone interested, we'll link to that lesson on the podcast resources section on the C-SPAN Classroom homepage. To build on that, Craig, we can consider the legacy of this address. Now, as we mentioned earlier, each year since 1896, a senator has read this document in celebration of Washington's birthday, with political parties alternating each year in a bipartisan effort. As an interesting note, you can see a compilation of elected officials who have read this statement on the Senate.gov website dating back to 1888. After reading it, each senator writes her or his name in a book, which is maintained by the Secretary of the Senate. Some senators even include personal notes, which can be seen on the site as well, which is an interesting primary source, I think, for students to view. And in further considering the use of primary sources in the classroom, one of the highlights of C-SPAN's vast video library is that we can search, view, and listen to coverage of each and every proceeding in Congress. With that in mind, we did a search and found Senator Rob Portman's reading of the farewell address in 2021. Teachers can have students view the reading, identify portions of the speech, create a video clip of their own from the C-SPAN site, and explain how it connects to today, whether it's factions, foreign alliances, or some other topic that interests them. It's sort of like a scavenger hunt of his farewell address. And after each presidential election, when a new president is elected, C-SPAN as a company has done two things that we've come to be known for in the education community. The first of those is our giant American President's Timeline poster. It's a free six-foot-long poster that details the lives and public service careers of every president from Washington to Biden. And as a bonus, it also includes key historical events, landmark Supreme Court cases, a timeline of the passage of constitutional amendments, as well as technology milestones throughout history. So, yeah, it's a tremendous classroom conversation starter. We often hear from teachers about how their students will gravitate to the poster before or after class and discuss their observations with their peers. We debuted the poster earlier this school year, and we have a small number of posters remaining. So if you want one for your classroom, I would highly recommend ordering your copy after you finish listening today. We'll link to the request form on our podcast page, and we'll be mailing these out uh, at the end of February. And the other thing that our network does each time a new president is elected is that we survey a cross-section of historians and professors for how they rank the leadership qualities of each president. Last year, 142 historians participated in our most recent survey, and we have a whole website dedicated to the survey results that discusses who the participants were, the methodology for their rankings, as well as a breakdown of the 10 leadership characteristics that they based each of their decisions on. Craig, related to that, do we have any classroom resources to accompany the survey? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for our end, and to hopefully make the survey feel a little more accessible for younger students, we actually have a very fun activity on our classroom site that is called Tournament of Presidents. Uh, It's essentially a bracket in the vein of a March Madness college basketball-style bracket, 
and students will set up their own presidential face-offs in their own brackets and work in small groups to research the accomplishments of each president so as to determine who they think deserves top honors. Now, that's, of course, completely subjective, but it's interesting to see students begin to contemplate how history, public persona, moments of crisis, political agendas, and even things like the performance of the economy during their presidencies all factor into how we perceive the performance of a president. This clip from one of our lead survey advisors, Richard Norton-Smith, explains further the evolution and intricacies of how we evaluate presidents in the modern day. Along with Arthur Schlesinger, uh, there was a preeminent political scientist in the mid-20th century named Clinton Rossiter. And in 1951, Rossiter wrote an essay on the presidency in which he described the president as a kind of magnificent lion who was more or less free to roam around the reservation um, at will as long as he did not egregiously um, offend Congress or, or the public. That was an essay perfectly attuned to the times, written in the shadow of both Roosevelt's, Wilson, Truman, presidents who were very assertive, who uh, were, some would say, imaginative in interpreting the range of, of executive power. But, of course, it, they had also governed in times of, of crisis. I mean, the one thing that, I mean, any reader of this book, I think, is going to take away is just how evolutionary an office the presidency is. One of the real challenges that confronts anyone ranking the president, for example, we all agree that economic management in the modern context is a determining factor. In the 19th century, presidents were not expected in any way. I mean, James Monroe presided over the first Great Depression in American history, and he was reelected with all but one electoral vote. 100 years later, Herbert Hoover, by contrast, became indelibly, personally associated with the Great Depression uh, in a way that obviously made a second term impossible. What did change? The nature of government. During that century, beginning with Lincoln and certainly with TR, the, the notion of what the federal government was responsible for and TR in particular, the bully pulpit, the idea that an administrative office had become one of advocacy, particularly moral advocacy, um, conservation, uh, protecting consumers against tainted meat, and then Woodrow Wilson, and the enormous concentration of power during, during the war. In any event, by the time Hoover became president, people expected vastly more from the federal government. So how do you weigh apples and oranges, Monroe's performance as president and Hoover's performance. That's one of the eternal what-ifs that I think anyone who, who plays this game uh, has to grapple with. As historian Richard Norton Smith mentioned in the clip that you just featured, Craig, the office of the presidency has been evolving since the country's founding. Part of this evolution has included the ebb and flow of presidential roles. As we know, the president has many roles from commander-in-chief to chief citizen. To illustrate three of the presidential roles, the next clip features President Gerald Ford discussing his first somewhat humorous encounter with President Harry Truman. In 1949, I met my first president. And in 1949, I had the opportunity of going inside the White House. As people will recollect, in 1948, the Republicans took a beating in the Congress. 
I was one of a very few new Republicans in the House. And I ended up the end of the line on the minority side on the Committee on Public Works. I was so junior. But I was lucky. That committee had jurisdiction over the rebuilding of the White House. So President Truman invited our committee to the White House. I met him, shook his hand, I was overwhelmed. And he gave us a personal tour of the White House. President Clinton and President Carter, you can't imagine the East Room, the ceiling had fallen 18 inches. And President Truman gave us a first-hand tour. And he complained about the bathroom equipment in his own inimitable way. It was a great thrill for a freshman congressman first to meet a president and then to have the opportunity of seeing the White House with him giving us the tour. But even much more important, in that first term, I saw a president make some very gutsy decisions. In the clip, President Ford recollects his time as a freshman congressman and his service on the Congressional Committee on Public Works. Even though he was in a different political party, Ford describes Truman's personal tour of the White House as inimitable, or so good as impossible to copy, according to the new Oxford American Dictionary. This vignette illustrates the impact that a president can have even on a legislator in Congress, including a future president. This clip also illustrates three roles of the presidency. Chief administrator in charge of the White House, chief legislator in trying to secure funding for new, quote, bathroom equipment, and as chief of party, as Ford recognized how Truman bridged the aisle to engage with those of differing political philosophies. And the clip we just played is part of a longer lesson entitled Presidential Leadership, a resource that explores the various facets of presidential leadership through a choice board activity, where students examine the leadership characteristics and actions of several presidents, including George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Theodore Roosevelt, Harry S. Truman, and Thomas Jefferson. And as a potential extension for your classroom, your students could also explore a lesson entitled Presidential Roles. This lesson presents students with 20 video clips, where students match each video clip with the 11 roles of the presidency. The lesson also includes four other engaging activities for students, such as designing an album cover that portrays a president engaging in a role, and a free response writing prompt. And to wrap up this episode, here's a short clip from this lesson featuring overlapping presidential roles with President Barack Obama speaking at Yosemite National Park. It's no wonder then that 150 years ago, President Lincoln first protected the ground on which we stand. And then Teddy Roosevelt, who called the great trees here a temple grander than any human architect could possibly build, uh, spent a whole bunch of time camping around here with John Muir, uh, a man who gave life to what's been called America's best idea. 
our national parks. As he said after his visit, we are not building this country of ours for a day. It is to last through the ages. In just a little over a week, we'll once again celebrate President's Day. No matter how your local community celebrates the holiday, whether traditionally in remembrance of President George Washington's birthday or more contemporarily by celebrating each of the 45 U.S. presidents, this week's episode explored just a small sampling of the many C-SPAN classroom resources that are available to you to use with your students as you recognize President's Day. Just as a final reminder, you can access all of the programs and teacher resources that we shared today on our podcast page, along with ideas for activities to use with your students throughout the month, and you can find those all at cspan.org classroom. If you would like to connect with our team, please email us anytime at educate at c-span.org. That's it for this week. Join us for our next episode as we gear up for Women's History Month. Craig, Zach, and I will share C-SPAN programs and classroom resources to recognize the historical contributions of key figures in American history. Until then, thank you for joining us.